Good day, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Gunner Podcast brought to you by NigeriaGunners.com. The international break is over. What a boring period that was. If anything, I hope FIFA or whatever body responsible for international break and just scrap it. Um, <laughs> joining me on this podcast today is a regular Olatunde Adegroye. Prof, good evening. Hey, good evening, everyone. Um, it's nice to be on the podcast again. Uh, before we before we proceed, let me ask you, how did you get through the international break? Because for me, it was just an unnecessary break. <laughs> I don't. I well, don't, it was it was really boring actually. You know, international breaks just bore you out. You know, the, the real essence of the football you are not really getting as such. So it's just boring actually, to be honest. But um, I wouldn't want to be selfish to say they should scrap it. No, I won't, I won't want to be selfish because it entails international competitions. And so, well, we don't have a choice. Well, you, <laughs> know, the game. you know, what I'm going to, what I'm going to propose is let the league games run normally. No break, no nothing. Then let the leagues end around, say, March or April. Then let the international break take its course. Uh, let's say, uh, all the matches that they are supposed to play, during the break, the two matches, let it be played straight, like in a month. Say, if the league ends around April, then use the month of May for the international games, and then let the let the players rest from um, for for June and July. Then the season begins again in August. I think that's that's a proposition worth considering. What do you think? Yeah, don't worry. Maybe we'll make it the far president one day. <laughs> <laughs> Implement whatever you want to propose to us. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just wish, um, I wish there's a way we can just scrap the scrap the international break. It was very boring. Um, Mike, Mike is also part of this podcast this this day. Good, good evening, Mike. Good evening. Yeah. Um, I I asked um Prof how he how he coped or how he survived the international break. So let me put the same question to you. The international break is an unneeded evil well to people like me and it was boring so how did you get through it yeah, it was boring very very boring well. uh in our nigeria won a double letter against libya and alex will be performing so very well we had uh players let's call them 21 in international break so i'm uh, talking about arsenal on international front so it's good we're talking about uh football itself so okay um, aside club football, I think uh, it's a very quite interesting international break. Mm. All right. Um, away from the international break, let's get back to talking about Arsenal. Um, before the international break, we recorded an um, ninth um, straight victory in all competition, and it's um, it's actually a good thing to be an Arsenal fan once again. Um, the last time we 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 are this good, I can't remember was it 2015 or so, and it's actually a feel good factor. Um, well, most of this has been attributed to the uh, manager in Emery. So I want to ask you guys, in terms of progression, where are we under uh, under Emery? Uh, Mike. Well, um, talk about progression under the new manager. Mm. I think uh, we're progressing a bit. Nine wins um, in the last nine matches, six in the Premier League. Uh, we got two in the Europa League and one at the, the Carabao Cup. Uh, it's been a while we had uh, such a run, uh, such a feat. I think uh, the last three or four years, we had to record uh, that kind of a win, run, and all that. But away from the wins and all, I think uh, Emery's philosophy he started to tell the players. We started to see the difference. We started to see too much intensity in Arsenal's play. Uh, we started to see the difference with four, two, three, one formation to four, four in our last game. Uh, even in the Europa League uh, in, in Azerbaijan against Karabakh, uh, every played a three, five, two formation, five, three, three at the back. So uh, progression-wise, I think we're fine. Uh, so many people feared our transition from a two-year reign to uh, a new manager in charge and all that. But at the stand, I think uh, we are far off or we are far better than uh, my United who had so many problems uh, mm. trying to progress from uh, a transitional period. Mm. 
um, Prof? Um, well, basically, I'll say I agree with Mike in some some uh, um, regards. Um, well, I think the results speaks for themselves. The results we've been having, the, the way we've been playing, the people say we've not really been having the pressure. So to say. But um, it's it's been it's been a wonderful start. Um, for Hunai, actually, it's been a wonderful start with the team performance and all. Um, also, if you look at the way the team plays, I think the players are are, are starting to imbibe the pattern or the way Unai wants to actually do his thing. Um, and as compared to the way we were last season, well, we've been better than we were the way we were last season. But one one thing I've also I've also fallen in love with under Unai Emery, the substitutions. Um, his thoughts has been spot on, to be honest, in, in the, the games that we played this season. Um, I'm actually very, 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 very happy with the way he's make, he has been making his subs. And the subs have been coming on and they've been making impacts. Mm. Most especially, play a player like Alex Iwobi. Kudos to him. Kudos to the manager. Well, um, we're still going to um, talk about Alexi Wobi in the later part of the podcast. Um, I, I, I saw a bit of um, stats today, um, I think on Sky Sports. I was actually watching a, 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 a tactical analysis of Arsenal of, of how we are fed under Unai Emery on YouTube today. So, and uh, they they actually compared our, our results after eight games from um, the 2011-2012 season to 2018-2019. And um, uh, in 2018, this season we have 18 points and we we are currently we are currently um, sitting in the fourth position. In um, 2017-2018, after after um, eight games, we 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 had 13 points. We are in sixth. In the 2016-17 season, 19 points. We we were we were second after eight games, and so on and so forth. And um, to me, what this uh, means is, um, I think uh, Unai Emery is actually punching above his weight. I don't know. I don't know if if that is the right uh, term to use. Uh, in in the 2016-2017 season where we have um and okay we we also we also had um 19 points in the 2013-2014 season and then we were first on the table so we are just one point off of of those tallies when you compare our stats after eight games in the past how many seasons now was it seven seasons now so um what do you make of this um Mike well if if I would want to say I think uh. We might be better off not having a 10 points as it stands now mm. if we had played a more better game. Our first game was actually against Manchester City mm. and Chelsea, yeah. uh, both games in which we lost. So imagine we having just one big game, one big team to play, one um, lesser team. We'll be talking about we having 18 plus 3 make that 21. Yes. That would be better off our 19 points. So I think it's, uh, it's actually fell on the fact that we had a very tough start to the season. Mm. Two big matches. Lost uh period first come city game for with a Henry. Lost to Matisse at the Emirates, lost to Chelsea at Stanford with two zero three two. So uh it actually didn't go down well with the uh, kind of um fixtures we had. More reason why we have any kind of points at stand. So I would say uh, it's a bit of a negative. But again, as I said earlier, we should take uh, away the wins and all that. How about we look into the teams and play the transition, the intensity? Uh, we're starting to see, uh, I think, in the teams that I've won at the first chance, we have our Arsenal back and all that. So, mm-hmm. more or less, uh, we are fine at the time and away from the point and all that. All right, um, Tunde? Um, what, what I make of it is, we, even though we are in that transition period, and um, even with all the wins and all, we, we all know that it's not like I see we've been very silky. We still know that we still have a very vulnerable team in a way, kind of. Exactly. But we've been, we've been grinding our results. And um, one thing I want to take of this is the mentality of the manager. A, a question was posed to, to um, Una Henry during the week. Um, I think it was during the um, interview. And, and they asked him about the, the fans' chat as regards when, when uh, the uh, chats during the forum game. Yeah. Uh, the fans saying um, we've got that we've got the Arsenal back, and uh, Emery had to reply that um, that he does not totally agree with the response of the old supporters. That um, all he, he knows that is that um, we should improve a lot. We have to continue doing things a lot 
better. So him not getting carried away with the results and all shows how we are now and where we should expect or where we, we can expect ourselves to be at the end of the season. So I, I think it's, we, we are in a better position, to be honest, compared to the last seven seasons. Because right now, in the camp, they are not seeing complacency like ever before. The guys wants to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. You know, when you look at the words of Emery doing interviews, his words are like, we need to improve a lot. Uh, we have to keep doing what we, we do better. Our, our demands need to be very high and all like that. Mm. So he does know that we are on the right path. As Even, even though even though I, I really don't want to bring the, the, the last seven years of Anders Wenger into this, but to be honest, to be honest, even for the fact that we don't have a perfect team for now, the demand in the team is so high that grinding results is the, is the focus and he want to keep getting better as matches comes by. Well, um, the fact that we have actually played um, a mid-table opposition too might have actually helped. Uh, moving away from um, from that, I I listened to um, as blogs um, as cast uh, before the international break, and um, the guy made made a very bold assertion. Uh, he said he doesn't see uh, Unai Emery as um, the man to lead us not as not forward. It doesn't strike him as the kind of man that can win titles titles for us now and uh, i was i was actually i was actually shocked because it seems the jury is out after just uh, 10 games so i want to ask you guys uh how far do you think we can go with unai emery how far do you think we can go um prof well i think this this guy is the limit for unai to be honest when, when you look at his mentality you look at the way he approaches games and um his training techniques and all you know the man is a born winner to be honest with the right resources in his part that man is going to take us places. He's going to win European trophies for Mark my world, to be honest. Um, well, I don't care what bloggers say. Because for, for, for a manager to have actually made a bold, because we've been hearing on the grand news that, um, Dishon and Jugad Ramsey had a lot to do with Unahemere in terms of his pattern of play, what Ramsey being brings into the team and how he wants his team to play. So for a manager to have actually made that kind of bold statement, he knows that he's actually building something to win he wants to win and he wants to win for good so with the way with the way the Arsenal team is playing to be honest I see also winning trophies both local and international trophies um, Mike oh, well um, so he, he's a serial winner when it comes to winning trophies uh, he won the uh, Europa League at Sevilla uh, three times he, uh, he won uh, the treble at PSG three times too so you want to see he's not just one of those managers. Now, let us take a good example of Manchester United. They had to bring in uh, a certain David Moyes, who do not really understand what it really takes to win titles and all that. I mean, it takes huge quality for you to take a side with less budget like Sevilla to win in the Europa League three times. Make that back to back to back. So uh for, for me for me I think um he's going to improve, he's going to progress as as it stands. Uh if not anything, I at least uh, some couple of uh, FA Cup and all that. But for the title, I think we should just give him the benefit of doubt as it stands. And this season, I pretty much do not expect anything. If Arsenal don't want to win the title this season, because I'm going to celebrate, um, I'm going to celebrate like I never knew we were going to win. <laughs> like, yes, we won. And that is it. But in my back, in my mind, I got up in my mind rather, I already know that hey, I never saw that coming. So for me, as and for every Arsenal fan, so what about finishing the top four? And even if it's the Carabao Cup, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. In as much as we're back in the Champions League. So after this season, look at next season. And I mean, it's starting to get close. Still at Liverpool, three seasons. Uh, the only thing that we price and hug and all that is that it's not the season. So, uh, even if it's of doubt, but I still believe you know, Miami is a serial winner and can lead Arsenal to blow you talking about the English and I, I have two, two quotes from two personnel mm. as regards to Nahem Okay. The, the, the first person being um, Phil Nevai. Okay. Phil Nevai said something. He said, Nahem is an absolutely fantastic coach. He has brought calmness and solidity to the whole club. If I was an Arsenal fan, I would be, be thinking good. that we could have success. Mm. That's attributed to Phil Nevai. Okay. The second person is... Um, um, uh, um, 
Hector Bellerin. Okay. Bellerin said the old mentality that is instilled in the dressing room is a winning one, a hard-working one. He wants to make us really competitive, and slowly we are showing the improvement. To be honest, if you look at the way things are, if you look at the way the guys are buzzing, if you look at the way we approach games, you would know that we are actually on the right path with Unai. Well, um, the fact that he's a new manager and um, they might want to impress or they would want to impress too would also have a part to play, really. Um, yeah, talking about, um, about, uh, what's it called? Our target for the season and trophies. Um, let me ask you, uh, Prof, do you see us winning the league this season? No. No. I, 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 I see us make, make, making top four. But if we should win the league, then wow, that that would have been a, that would be a very great achievement for for Unai, to be honest. Um, which other trophy do you see us uh, winning this season? FA Cup. League I think or, uh, I think I think we have a, we have a go at the Europa League. Mm. We have a, a go at the Europa League. Yes. Um, Mike, do you see us winning the league this season? Second position, one point of top. <laughs> <laughs> Second position, one point of. So who, who who would be your eventual winner? Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Or Manchester United? Liverpool should. Liverpool should yeah. be a statement to me. Liverpool should never be my uh, winner. I think I like Chelsea kind of play. In as much as we're rivals and all that. Uh, if Pep go on to win the league back to back, you know what the Spanish media, and of course the English media themselves would say and all that. So uh, I think I prefer Chelsea, the Harry and all that. Uh, Chelsea has moved me to this kind of people. So I would like, in fact, for the side to go back to London, a common. So uh, Chelsea, Arsenal. And last for the Europa League, um, I think we're not going to win the Europa League. I don't know why I'm like this. I'll maybe get to the final of the Europa League if it's or even the semi final by just winning the Carabao Cup. Mm. Yes, I said it. Well, uh, if anything would win the, um, the Premier League, please, dear God, if you are listening, not Liverpool, <laughs> please. <laughs> it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. I even doubt they, they, they can't even win it, to be honest. I, I see the, I see the Premier League being between uh, Man City and Chelsea. Mm, well, that's, that's it. Yeah, let's um, leave uh, Unai Emery. Um, our, our good performance in recent week have, uh, in, re- in recent weeks have been attributed to uh, the resurgence of some players under Unai Emery. Players like um, Alexi Wobi and um, Danny Welbeck has also played a part. Um, Alexander Lacazette has played a part. Um, so, um, I want us to take... Um, to talk about these two players in details, um, Welbeck and Iwobi. Um, Prof, I know you have um, issues with both players. Yes, that's, I do. That's Welbeck and Iwobi. Um, but yes. as um, their recent performances, has it um, changed your view about them? Um, about Iwobi, yes. About Welbeck, no. Okay. Yeah. I I never I never rated Welbeck to be honest. And I'm, I, I still rating because for a player who's, uh, who, uh, who, whose career goes, he's not even up to Ronaldo's, um, career tricks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a slap, to be honest. It's a slap. Oh, uh, well, he has been, a, he has been a good team player. He has, he has, he has been, um, a good, you know, um, sub to the team and all like that. But I still feel Rebecca is really not, not a part, part of that team, to be honest. Uh, and as for it will be, it will be has really been sensational. I, I was, I was critical of him. In fact, I wanted him sold to Lazio um, in the summer, to be honest. But he has been proving me wrong, and I'm happy he's proving me wrong because I want every Arsenal player to actually be on their toes and to give the best they can in every match they feature in. So I'm happy because he will be young, and he will be as the Arsenal bloodline. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with him. I'm happy. I'm happy. He's, he's part of the team, and I want him to keep growing. It seems to be honest. I want to keep keep growing. But Danny Welbeck. I don't know. I don't know. He, he, even if he, he jumps from heaven down to earth, I still feel he, he, like <laughs> I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I feel about Webber. To be honest, I, I still feel he's not a part of the team. That, that's just he has, he has he has roughly eighteen months to go on his contract. If you are the new, if you are the manager, would you give him a new one? No, I'll sell him. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Alex will be. Well, uh, it's not that I'm surprised. I, sometimes I, I feel that when people say that players get to improve under managers and we want to talk about them and be like, okay, this 
manager to improve this kind of play. I think they are professionals. Um, players know that yes, had a very bad, if not average, uh, performance last season. I need to improve this season. This is a future of this person. I know that. But this is not take anything away from you know, Henry. I think uh, Alex Wobie has really improved uh, his performance to, to a starting level. Uh, you see him play for, for Nigeria too. A fantastic um, assist to Roger Negali. Again, back at Arsenal, if he decides to come in, in the match against Watford, he has to change things for us. I think he started against uh, Fulham. He had a very good performance. Uh, he had a free assist to Nacho Maro. Who had to square down to Lacazette for our first goal in that game. So overall, this season he has improved. So many movements and all that, and kudos to himself for for trying to instill his own mentality and of course kudos to the new manager. Mm. Because again, you want to say this is a new manager has to be in the plans of this new manager. So I don't really want you to be like people saying the whole credit to go to uh, Ina Henry for improving mm. Alex Wobi. I agree. Alex Wobi himself knew he had a very average um, a performance first and last season and now he's good enough. But for Danny Welbeck, I'm not really a big fan, but I'm, I'm just like, okay, make him a squad player and we'll be fine with Danny Welbeck. So sometimes Danny Welbeck probably with the goals. I remember when we got information, got information science, he scored the winner, George Rafford, mm. and are in route to winning the FA Cup and all that. So, mm. Uh, I, I think I still like him, but when it comes to him, he's not really this swash and footballer. But um, I wouldn't want us to just find a way to dispose him, making him making a squad player. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Uh, 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 Mike, um, this question is actually for you. I know you have um, covered the Super Eagles of Nigeria a lot of times, and um, you have actually had um, the chance to watch Alex Iwudi um, up close and personal, mm-hmm. more, far more than um, some mm-hmm. of us would ever uh, have done. Well, yeah. let me put it that way. Um, yeah. What's what is it like in um, in training in training with with the Super Eagles? Well, uh, for Alex I, I I like his mentality so much. He's always jovial. Uh, you, you see him get down from the team bus training, always with the ball, always wanting to have the ball uh, at his feet. Uh, can do so many things with the ball and very close to uh, his forward lines now because at the Super Eagles training according to their department and all that, and the defensive players train their midfielders train the attackers as well. So he's always very jovial when it comes to training. But at the moment, uh, he hears the blast of the whistle. Uh, at the moment, the intensity wants to start the real work and all that. The same focus and always, uh, it gives 100% in training. The same thing you see on, on the pitch and when it comes to playing for us, and of course, on March day for Okay. Um... I think exactly playing like a training game. It's always like, okay, I want to get the same level of performance which I have now as I'm um, playing on match day. And off trainings and off the off games too. The very jovial at uh, when I got work with him after scoring that against um, Zambia, and I had to say I'm a Ghana fan. I was like, hey, hey, cool, good enough, and all that. Uh, he said something. I think he said this message to was like, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. He had to say, yeah, gonna say. I'm like, hey. Come on, then we have to just and handshake. Very jovial, but uh, off the pitch, very jovial. When it comes to the real work, very focused. And I think one of those things that is really, really helping in and that kind of a mentality, winning mentality, wanting to prove his pitch is wrong. And one thing I also like is the fact that I think in learning that, uh, people are not trying to figure in, in that method of the way. We to assist you rather than score. And one thing again is he knows he doesn't have this very fast and very good shooting skills. But we just prefer to shoot and to pass rather. Um, away from um, Alex Wobi, um, let's um, look at another an- another player. Uh, that's um, Aaron Ramsey. I know um, we've we've actually talked about him a lot of time on this podcast, and um, we are going to do just that now. Well, um, his contract situation is not changing, and as it stands at the, at, at at this moment it's it is everything is pointing towards the fact that uh, Aaron Ramsey would be leaving the club uh do you see Aaron Ramsey in another top 14 um prof well anything is possible in the game and um as it stands now i really don't care where, where Ramsey goes to be honest so fight about our, st- our, our team stability you know because I I don't know how you give a player who isn't even sure of, uh, a starting shirt two hundred or two fifty thousand pounds a week. 
It doesn't make any business sense in, in, in all regards. And one thing I've seen this season is we got, um, um, uh, we got a player as a DM and he has been doing very fine. He has been doing absolutely well, absolutely good. And you know, I, I feel a player can come in and do very well, even far better than Joey Ramsey has, has, has actually done for us. Torreira came in and he has been a banger for us. I, I think he earns like £50,000 a week. Imagine a player holding the club to ransom and all. For, so for now, I don't care where Ramsey goes. So far, Ramsey is well replaced. And I think the club is going to replace him with a player that will earn far lesser than he would, he would earn. If he goes out, I'm going to go with his decision. Uh, Mike? Uh, Ramsey, I, I think Morton is a very big, uh, a, a very big team. Uh, if the right offer comes for him. He's a very good player. Uh, Club side will tell you, well, he, he has won Arsenal, um, some couple of titles, has got into, into, uh, what was it called, international cup finals and all that. He's a big game player. And the funny thing is, even when we decide to release him, even, um, like, come summer, like, him, it's going to be very surprising when he goes to Barcelona. I mean, top big club side. And you start asking yourself personally about the fact that really these kind of players at, uh, at, at this kind of a big club. But even from that, I think, uh, Farrah Ramsey, he, he's not covering himself in glory. He's always this kind of a player that, uh, not very consistent. Mm. And Ramsey will give you a hell of a performance this week. Fast forward one week and he's messaged Ozil, Andrew Pello, the Beckham we want and start thinking, how about we are finding 500,000 pounds? Whatever I want, if you want uh, the queen to leave uh, a palace, <laughs> let him go there. And all that. But the next week, he's performing and all that. So for me, I think, uh, with Henry, is this kind of guy that believes, hey, come on, you're not ready to play, you're not ready to be part of this thing, you're up. He looks into the next target. And the funny thing is, he gets this intensity up from new players and all that. Look at the career. The funny thing here is because Torreira might be playing under Tevenga and might not be this good. Mm. But uh is always like, hey, with this player come, uh, there's this personal video analysis, this that and that, you know, and this will be as and all. So uh Farron Ramsey is not really going to be missed because can easily say we're well, talking about Lucas Torreira now because he's performing well. How about if he goes on like three months injured and all that, who's going to replace? There's still a starting uh and then there's still a starting arm to enthusiasm. Of course, you can say those are not players who can actually prepare you to the title. But in stand, you cannot allow a player to hold you to rank up. That's a freaking hell of the money. I mean, funny enough, you're not my favorite, right? So many people say he's earning so much more. So he's allowing you to earn whatever you want. He's on my work paper. Okay, um, let me just ask you guys this. It's a yes or no question. Um, Aaron Ramsey, do you see him um, walking into Manchester City team? Prof, yes or no? No. Mike, yes or no? No. <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Um, do you see him walking into a Chelsea team, Prof? Yes or no? Yes. Mike? Hey, come on. Sorry, but no. <laughs> Alright, um, Manchester United. Do you see Aaron Ramsey making Manchester United first 11? Prof? 100% yes. Mike? Manchester United? Yes, please. Manchester United? Yes. Manchester United? Yes, 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 yes. Mm. So, who, 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 who will they bench? Pogba, Fred, Manchester United? You can bench Fred, anybody. Fred, it's Fred. Anybody, to be honest. You can bench anybody. Mm. They, they, really, they really don't have better midfielders than Ramsey. Not Pogba, please. Not Pogba. No, no, not Pogba. Not Pogba, actually. Not Pogba, but then he's better than most of the midfielders. Uh, so um yeah moving on uh liverpool do you see him making yes 100 percent 100 percent yes uh mike liverpool no no you can't play that um no well i Fabio is there to play at liverpool please you can't well i i i i see him um making a liverpool team really you would just it would it would it would it would just need to be a bit disciplined that's just it. And then I'm um, finally. Well, I know. I know this is. I know this is not going to happen really. Um, Tottenham. 
is I don't think that's even on the card. He has played at Arsenal. I don't think he would want to go to Tottenham. But let me ask you: Do you see him making a Tottenham first team? Uh, I don't know. If if it's a, a, a trio midfield of Eriksen, Dembele, and Dia, uh, I'll say no. To be honest. But without the three, if one is out of the three man, then yes. And uh, Mike. Oh well, um, be it a three man midfield, be it a four man midfield, it's going to be very difficult. Um, Pochettino style of football, and uh, Ramsey quite compatible. No. All right. Um, still on um the on on, on the players. Let's quick. Let me quickly ask you. Eight, eight games into the new Premier League season, two Europa League games, and I think um, one um, League Cup game. Uh, so far, who has been the most important player in this team? Prof? Sadly, to be honest, Lucas Torreira. That guy, that guy has, has actually brought stability to the team. Torreira. Um, Mike, do you agree with that? Lucas Torreira, uh, yes. Uh, when you see, when you get to see Lucas Torreira's um, East map in all of the games he has played, he has maintained his absolute uh, um, discipline. Uh, you see, he's always stationed in that midfield. I mean, he's more or less like a right hand man to, uh, to you know, Henry. Mm. I think you know, Henry is always focused on finishing um, the details now. Hey man, you have to play in this midfield. You are the midfield pivot. Try to get things there for the midfield, create your passes and all that. Um, again, we've also saw when he comes in, uh, make changes about the team. We saw it get a record. Take away the fact that um, Alex Iwobi came in. I think he had to bring a bit of stability to the ministry because he might have considered uh, going into the, the second half before Alex Iwobi came in and changed things up, up, up front. Mm. So uh, I believe, yes. Did you see the check? Yes. A popular opinion, see the check. Oh. All right. Um, so is it is it um is it, will it be out of line or will it be proper if I say um Lucas Torreira is the best player in this team at the moment? Um, no, it won't be out of place to be honest because it's a position we've been lacking for a very long time. You know, we, we've had issues um having a DM for a long time and he came in and um he started right into that position and he has been really wonderful. So no, it it wouldn't be out, out of place. Well, I'm actually of the opinion Wengers would have won um, more than would have won more trophies than he actually did if he had actually sorted that problem. Um, you know, we never properly properly replaced um Patrick Vieira and Emmanuel Petit. We didn't replace them, and I think that was um one of Wengers' problem in the later years in the later um years of his Arsenal career. Um, Mike, do you have anything to say with regards to um Lucas Torreira being the best player in the team at the moment? Uh, for Lucas Torreira, yes, um, kind of uh, the best player, but you know, sometimes uh, we give credit to players who score all of the goals going forward and try to make like who give team back. When uh, Wes Morgan, I think Wes Morgan of his foot was asked who was the most important player for Leicester City going forward winning the each year that very season, and he said in the country. He said there are so many people they don't really talk about. We talk about Yami Vardy and we had Maris up front. Romulkanti was the main reason they, they maintain their, their, their uh, stability and of course uh, when it comes to playing the most students, things attacking them, trying to consider less goals. So as a start, I think because the is very, very important to that thing. Um, maybe we do want to understand his quality when he, he gets injured. I'm not, why am I always like he gets injured tonight? <laughs> no, Perhaps. No, no, please. But, but, but again, I think over and yeah, aside, uh, Okay, uh, this weekend we play Leicester City at uh, at the Emirates. Well, I don't know why uh, why the authorities would um, put a game on Monday, knowing fully well that we have an Europa League game on Thursday. Well, that's yeah, and uh, that's their business really, and I hope it doesn't really affect us adversely. But the important thing is that the guys would return into action on um, Monday. That's against Leicester City. So let's uh, preview this game. 
Um, we are currently on and um, on a six-game winning run in the league, and in total we've won nine games, straight straight victories. So um, the Leicester game, uh, how do you see that game going, um, Mike? For the Leicester game, I think it's bad. I, I'm not really a big fan of um, playing um, Monday night football. All of your peers will have played, and um, the table will be um, trying to wait for you playing your game and all that. Then there might be a bit of a pressure. And when you look at the fact that you're playing on Thursday, so I think I'm being told that um, London to Portugal is more less like in less than four hours. So, uh, maybe the players can still go on to have um, to train uh, very late on Tuesday and all that. Not really good when it comes to um, uh, pictures um, schedule and all that. But playing the game in proper, uh, we're playing at the Emirates. That is a huge, huge positive for me because I really. I'm not really fun of going to uh what's that stadium um, again? King Power. King Stadium. King Power Stadium. King Power Stadium. Yeah, King Power Stadium. I think uh the very old style drum. But playing at the Emirates are uh, good enough. Uh, the beauty of the international bridge is that we had like a set and this is all the export of the rain. We had I think we had Nacho Noel also. Uh Gabon for Gabon uh, for Abumayang, they didn't play for Gabon the last game. As we tend to ask uh, uh, very fast. So I think you have a couple of players right with us and who had the intensity, uh, who had the rest too of not playing international play. So uh, in as much as it's going to be tough, I feel to winning 3 <laughs> nil. Bro, <laughs> um, let's start game. Yeah, yeah just like uh, Mike rightly said, um, I'm also not a fan of um, Monday Night Football. But, well, it's a mixed feeling in terms of the stats, to be honest, because um, from the stats I'm saying, we, we, we've not lost, we've never lost a Premier League home match to lose a star. We've played 12 games, we've won 11 and drew 1. We've lost none to them in 12 Premier League home games. Okay. But what, one funny thing is, Vadi has scored 6 goals yeah. and has many PL stats against us. Yeah, I know. yeah and um, coupled with the fact that it's a modern night football, to be honest, um, do we have a lot of fresh legs in the team? People who didn't participate, players who didn't participate in the international, international break. Um, I'm, I'm a bit still, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tilt towards a narrow win or a draw for the, for the game. Mm. So, um, uh, a narrow win and Mike is going for a 3-0 win. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we, um, we continue. We we continue playing the way the the, the, the way we did against against um, our last game. That's um Fulham. I hope we continue playing that way. The international break really um uh, to me came at the wrong time, honestly, because um we we have built a momentum and even when we are not playing well, we are actually um uh, winning games. And I think uh, it's just a matter of time. Um and um I believe we will start playing well and then we. We'll t- We'll still continue winning games. I just hope the international break won't um, won't affect the guys. Really. So um, there 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 are news that um, Socrates is injured and he might not feature. So who would take his place, Odin or who? Odin and Odin, Odin and Mustafi. Odin 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 and Mustafi. That that will be our pair if he's not able to play. Or we switch to a three-man defense. Or, or is that is that not possible? I doubt it at home. I doubt it. Mm. I think we'll, we'll go with normal normal lineup mm-hmm. okay. before the back. All right. Um. Away from away from that, we we're almost done. Um. Quickly, let's um talk about um Lauren Koscielny's um retirement. Well, it's quite a good oh. thing that a lot of our players are actually um um retiring from international football. That means we'd have them to ourselves and won't have to worry about them getting injured on um international break. So let me ask you. Um. Kosheni has retired from international football and he actually um, he actually um, eats out at the manager for not checking on him and stuff like that. He actually revealed a lot of stuff in that interview and he said at a point he was rooting against him, his own his own his country that's in the final. Which was not fair. Yes, he said um, the he said the um, the coach the manager called him once and then ignored him and stuff like that. So. Retiring at this time, let me ask you, um, Mike, is it a good thing for 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 um Kosheni for France at this very moment? Well, 
aside, aside the fact that he, he didn't really participate at the World Cup, aside the fact that he's come back of a very serious injury, mm. I really think uh, he's 33 and that um, squad, um, French squad is very, very uh, tight as it stands. Mm. I think uh, DJ Deschamps is giving chances to players who, um, young players, uh, look at the fullback. And there's also an Anandes on the right hand side. So um, I think it's the best decision for him to, to quit the 33 and that does it. That does it. So it is what is really designed. But I think it's, it's fine for us now. You'll be able to focus. Of course, um, as the finger has popped up and said, uh, Mr. Ozino playing national team mm. might not allow him to uh, be focused yeah. mentally, like have the right attitude to. Playing and all that, and focus and mentality, wanting to win and all. But um, just still in distress and all that. So it's good for all the wrong Even at Arsenal, Christian has just one, one season and a half, I think. Mm. But it's good to have Captain back in the future. Ah, prof, briefly, please. Yeah, um, um, I think I, I feel somehow. Firstly, I feel somehow with um, Christian's statement as regards his retirement. It's good if you are retiring from the national team. You are at three years of age, but he said some things which I I, I, I still feel somehow about um, wanting your country to lose. I know it could be psychological when you you're part of the qualifiers, but you couldn't make the, the World Cup because of injuries and all. But there, there's something that I'm, I'm confused about. There was a news towards the the World Cup final when we had that the France president Emmanuel Macron actually invited. Um, Payet and Kosheni for the World Cup final. So um, I, I had the news, but I, I, I wasn't so sure if Kosheni actually attended the World Cup eventually, the final eventually. So if the president will actually hand this gesture to them, to Kosheni and Payet, why would Kosheni still feel he, 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 he was neglected and all like that? Well, that aside, well, that aside, um, as a national fan now, I, I think it's a good thing for us. Um, having a player like Kosheni, who is 33 years of age, is a leader in the team, is a captain, um, leaving the national team and wanting to focus on um, the, 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 the league or the, the cl- uh, club football. It's a good thing for us, to be honest. Less stress and um, more energy for games and all like that. So it's good for us. And it's also good for Kosheni because looking at the fan setup, they have a lot of young talents, a, lo- a lot of young players, a lot of them. Farin is a leader on his own, though he's like 25. Um, you have Umtiti, you have um, uh, a lot of them keeping Bay and all. You have very, very young set of players which would displace Kosheni even if he decides to still stay on in the national team. So I think it's a good decision for him and also for Arsenal Football Club. Well, um, I, I, I feel the reason he felt he was neglected is because of... Uh, I wouldn't know if he has a personal relationship with the manager really, but then one thing he should realize is not all managers would be like us and when would always follow up but then I think managers should learn to do better um, Ozil also complained about um, the DFB and um, um, his manager Joachim Love said um, he wanted to see him but Ozil didn't want to see him and stuff like that I, I think the, the, the national team managers should actually um, learn to treat these players better fine you only see them once in a while but at least when they are when they are injured Knowing that um, you don't, you, you you are not always with them. Check up on them. Well, that's just my own um, point of view. Um, finally, um, let's talk about um, the former Arsenal manager Asen Wenger. He um he he, he spoke with um Sport Biod yesterday and he said he's looking forward to returning. Um, I think in January. So he said from January. He said he has actually uh, he, he he had a lot of offers, but he wants to get his head straight, and now he's ready to return. And they are I actually saw rumors that he could be in line to um, succeed um, the present um, Barcelona coach. I also had um, he has also been linked to um, Bayern Munich and um, Real Madrid. Um, so um, in one word, guys, um, where do you see him um, going? Is he is he going to um, manage a country or is he going to stay in club football? Um, prof, briefly. Um, when guys are the kind of manager you can, a kind of person, personality you can actually predict. Mm. To be honest, you wouldn't know where, which as uh, whichever of us Wenger would take. Mm. But in all, 
as an Arsenal fan and um, as a man who loved who, who loved Wenger as an Arsenal manager. Um, I wish him all the best, and I, I, I hope he, he makes a good decision for himself and for his career. Mike. Well, I, I think Atavena is going to remain um, talking about club football. Yeah. He's going to stay um, managing club club side. Mm. Yeah, and I really think he's not going to take up the director of football role. Uh, Atavena is a man that loves to work week in, week out, always wanting to be on the pitch and all that. So, um, I, I want to believe that I've missed his um, normal daily routine, um, which he did for 22 years and all that. But uh, national team, I think, is not going to work. I thought football at any club site, I'm not looking at it. I think it's going to come out to uh managerial position. And one thing that I think I'm not even talking about is the fact that I think he's still hungry about the Champions League title. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of. I think he really wants to give it one one time um, a trial yet again. So I believe he's going to stay on club mm. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Barca really, but if it does go there, well, I would have to become a Barca fan overnight. I just I saw your, I, I saw your tweet and I loved actually. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just love them. I, I really don't think that's <laughs> all right. Um yeah, um finally I have um I have a question for you guys. I have a hey. que- I have a question for you guys and um you have ninety seconds to answer me. Okay. Um, Mike, Prof, are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Um, please don't consult Google. <laughs> well, you have ninety seconds, and your time starts now. Um, twenty-nine French players have actually have um, played for us now. Twenty-nine French players have played for us now. Um, Thierry Henry is one. Alexander Lacazette is one. Can you list the other? Can you tell me the other 27 players in 90 seconds? Let's go. I can't. Matthew Gendouzi, that's all. Bye bye. Okay, let me just say um, Skulashi. Go on. Um, guy, guy I've mentioned both. Uh, I've mentioned uh, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Klitschi, yes. um, Skulashi, mm-hmm. Koscielny, mm-hmm. Pascal Sigan, mm-hmm. um, uh, Emmanuel Petit, mm-hmm. um, Sivan Witold, mm-hmm. um, Pat Perez, mm-hmm. Robert Perez, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Vieira, mm-hmm. um, um, Ale du- Jimmy Aledui, yes. Um, <laughs> who is this there again? Mike, help, Mike, help him out. <laughs> uh, um, who is this there yeah, again? No, I don't know the rest. The rest would be when Azavenda came in, 1990. Alright, let me help you guys out. Uh, you, you, you actually, if, um, you forgot Nicolas Onelka. Bakai Sagna. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, we have Jules, Grima- yeah. Jules Grimandi. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Go ahead. Now I've actually given you. We have David Grounding. You might. We might have never heard of that. We have um the record goal scorer then, in Thierry. Then there's this young guy, Thierry. Yeah. Then, then there's this young guy. Have, uh, this guy that played with them, Lacazette. We have. Um, we have, we have yeah. Francisco Coelin. Yeah, Coelin. We have um Yaya Sanogo. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, um, quite a lot, quite a lot of um players, French players, played for played for us. Now we have um, we also had um, yeah. Matthew Flamini at a point. We have Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We have Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so, um, William Gallas and the like. So, um, it's actually a good thing that you guys could um, remember some of those things. I just hope I'm not looking forward to the day you guys would ask me because I would definitely. Feel <laughs> 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 All right. Um. Um. Lassana Diara also late although it didn't stay long i'm sure you guys must have forgotten about him so they might know about him then we had um <laughs> samir nasri too <laughs> nobody yeah, remember samir. all right uh well um sylvester our, our most important signing <laughs> because sylvester too, because sylvester too was there so that signing is the hell of a signing please. yeah it was <laughs> all right um then sunu well uh, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to um, leave leave that there, and then um, Olivier Giroud. Can you imagine? Nobody will remember that. 
right. Um, it's 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 good to have you guys um, be a part of this podcast today. Um, Thank you. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on despite um, despite a lot. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. We hope you join us some other time. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Just a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be here. Mm. And um, Prof, as usual, thanks for being a part of the podcast. I hope you join some other time. Yeah, it's my, yeah, it's my pleasure. It's good, to, it's good to be on the show. Thank um, you. All right, guys. I hope Asna give us um, a reason to smile at the end of this game week. Thanks for being a part of the podcast podcast have a wonderful evening thank you all right mm-hmm. um with that we've come to the end of yet another podcast i hope you guys enjoyed um this um, episode uh you can listen to this podcast on our website gunnar.nigergunners.com you can also listen to this podcast on streaming webs on streaming sites such as spotify itunes and so on um to be a part of this podcast just reach out to us on twitter and we'll get in touch with you uh, our twitter handle is at nigergonas.com you can follow us and we'll definitely follow back my twitter handle is at fulumwe underscore one follow me and i'll follow back until we meet again next week have a wonderful day